Hola, soy Dafne Wegebe y soy amante de las investigaciones de crimen real. Existe una pasión especial de seguir el paso a paso que los especialistas en la rama forense de la criminología siguen para resolver cada uno de los casos en los que trabajan. Si tú, como yo, eres una de las personas que encuentran fascinante escuchar este tipo de investigaciones, te invito a escuchar el podcast Trazos Criminales con la experta en perfilación criminal, Laura Quiñones Orquiza en tu plataforma de audio favorita. You are listening to All Things Latina Podcast, where every week you will learn about topics relating to business and career, while at the same time receiving a kick of motivation. If you're ready to pursue your dreams and goals, then you are where you need to be. I am your host, Tani Estefi, a traveler, digital guru, and hot sauce loving Latina. Episode number 14. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to follow All Things Latina Podcast on Instagram for updates on upcoming podcast episodes and inspirational reminders. It's no surprise that people across the world are feeling nervous and anxious about COVID-19. And it's only natural to feel this way. But how do we control our anxiety and how do we stay calm and help others remain calm during this time? In this episode, you will find some of those answers that you're looking for because I will be interviewing licensed marriage and family therapist Nancy Paloma Collins, and she will be shedding a positive light on all of us and how we can best deal with this pandemic while prioritizing our mental health. Let's not wait any further and let's get started. Welcome, Nancy, and thank you so much for joining me today on this episode and shedding some positive light through this scary time that the whole world is currently going through. How are you doing? I am doing as good as everybody else is doing. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited for this interview. Great, great. So um, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do. Okay, so my name is Nancy Paloma Collins, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I've been doing it for, I think it's going to be eight, nine years now. And um, so my background, I grew up in East L.A. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, um, a daughter of immigrant parents. And so, you know, very much have the values of like family, family orientation, and I Um, back into my community, working and making a difference in mental health. Um, I have a private practice in Newport Beach, and I also have an office in the Azusa area, and I provide services throughout Los Angeles County. Um, I specialize in providing services to victims of crime um, or any clients that are experiencing or have experienced trauma. And so that's my specialty. I'm also a trained EMDR therapist. Great. That's wonderful. And I'm glad that you're back and giving back to the community and reaching out to Latinos. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about EMDR? What, what kind of therapy is that for those that aren't familiar with that? So um, I don't want to get into all the technicality of EMDR, but basically EMDR is a type of therapy that is specialized for trauma, for trauma victims and for 
um, people experiencing uh, anxiety and depression. And what it is is that it's a uh, no, it's not much of a talk therapy session. It's more guided um, by the client and uh, the reprocessing of trauma experience. So um, if people are curious to understand EMDR, they can Google EMDR to get a better understanding than I can possibly give. Um, and the reason why is that it's, a, it's the visual, you know, it's, it's the visual is necessary when explaining EMDR. And basically um, what it is, is that throughout the session, the uh, therapist will guide the um, client through rapid eye movement. And so the therapist kind of uh, puts two fingers in front of the client's face and kind of goes back and forth, back and forth through um, to guide them through the rapid eye movement. And that's what EMDR is about. It's about the reprocessing through rapid eye movement. And it's um, similar to REM sleep when we're sleeping. So usually people go through three or four cycles of REM sleep. And this is a time when people are processing um, so it's similar to that, but you're awake and you're in session and you're present. And it's very, very highly um, recommended for any person who is experiencing um, anxiety and has had trauma in their life. Great, great. Yeah, that sounds very, very interesting. Um, that's good to know. Um, now, can you talk to us about the first time that you heard about COVID-19 and what your initial reaction to this was, did you think that this was going to be um, a huge mental impact in society and the public? So my, um, the first time that I heard of this was like anyone else. I heard about this through media outlets. Um, I, I think that like anyone else, um, I had an idea that it could get to a certain kind of level where it would be, um, exacerbating client symptoms of anxiety and depression. However, you know, I don't think that any of us had an idea that it would get to this ex extremity, right? Um, what I my, initially, I think, and my reaction was no reaction. I continued my daily routine, uh, work, and just life itself. Um, I did, however, keep in mind the possibility that this would be um, something that would lead to what we are now in a safer at home restriction um, or quarantine as some people um, call it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, now I'm seeing a lot of people that are in need of mental health services throughout our community, providers that are um, also experiencing, um, you know, firsthand what this virus has caused, you know, in hospitals and in medical care. So we want, I think that so I talked to so many mental health providers and, and we want to be here for them. We want to be here to provide services through to the people that are experiencing this firsthand and also to the providers, medical providers. Great. And you know, I can say like firsthand, for example, on my end, I have experienced some um, anxiety, you know, in, it's, it's usually when these world events happen, they make an impact, but for some reason, this time around just feels different. And I think that many, many people in our community can relate, you know, especially with the news being so heavy on the coronavirus, which is fine. But I, I think that this does make an impact in regards to your mental health. So what would you say, like, are some coping mechanisms that people can, that can help people deal with this kind of unfortunate event? 
So, I mean, just thinking about um, people in general and what we're going through, um, mindfulness is key. So mindfulness is, is really about staying in the present moment. And so for many reasons, um, people will go into anxiety mode and they need to stay there, right? So it's really important for people to kind of take a step back and really do redirect their, their thoughts and remain focused on practicing mindfulness. And so how you practice mindfulness, for example, is, um, you know, if you're washing the dishes, you're in the moment and you're not allowing your mind to go anywhere else. If you are in your garden, you're really in there. You're really like looking around and just experiencing what it is to like be in your garden. Because if you really think about it, you know, now we're experiencing life in a, from a different scope, right? We are seeing that we have so much around us that we have not experienced in our home. Like um, maybe like just even taking a long shower or just, you know, like I said, being in your garden, sitting outside. And I think maybe part of the anxiety is what do I do with my time? Right. Because okay. we're not used to slowing down. We're so used to like fast paced, living the city life of going from one job to another, maybe, or picking up the kids, going home, busy, busy all day. So now we really have time to think and we have time to sit back and really analyze what we want to do in life. And so that could be a, something positive, practicing mindfulness and maybe creating, you know, a vision board. Yes. And it's also probably, I mean, from it, from what it sounds like, it, it's the perspective, right? Um, it, it really is about perspective. Yes, definitely. Like, what would you advise to those who get these kind of trigger anxieties? Because I've had friends, too, that have contacted me that they're just having these triggers because they're watching the news. Right. So one of my first instincts is we'll stop watching the news. But for those that continue to get these triggers, like what can they do? Just basically be in the present moment um, most of the time. Right. Right. So that is mindfulness is key, staying in the present moment. I think that any experience, any feelings are valid, right? So I think mm -hmm. a lot of friends are calling people and saying, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I feel so depressed. I feel so anxious. The number one key is self-care. It's time for you to decompress. It's time for you to explore those emotions and to reach out. You know, like your friends, if your friends are reaching out to you and saying, Tanya, I'm feeling like this. And I'm, you know, it's all about that conversation that helps ease people and make people feel better. And that's what it's about. It's about reaching out to our friends, to our neighbors, to our community, so that we can be there for one another because we are all going through different emotions every day. And so practicing self-care and practicing, you know, teaching, learning and sharing. Teaching, learning, and caring. That's very interesting. I'm glad that you said that. Um, and it's something that, you know, everyone should stay top of mind of, right? So thank you for yes. sharing that. Yes. Um, now, what kind of advice would you give to people who cannot work from home? I know many of us, I, I'm included in working from home, and I think I'm lucky in that sense. But what about those that are not working from home and they're out in the field? And how how can 
you say what what would help them stay sane in this scenario? You know, I think that first off, um, you know, we all are so grateful to all of you who are working the front lines and just helping those that have been directly affected by this virus. And so um, I think I believe in self-care. I believe that it's important to, you know, having those long hours and being in the front lines or just being at work and being anxious. When you are done with work, leave it there. Don't continue to think about what just happened, what occurred at work. Leave work there. Go home. Practice self-care. Really practice taking care of yourself. And not only taking care of yourself, but allowing other people to take care of you. Because, you know, um, I find that so many of us who are taking care of other people through our work, we continue to, 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 not, um, to, to go home and to not allow those around us to take care of us because we're not used to that. It's kind of like, mm, I can do this on my own. But you know what? It's time to allow other people into your life and to be able to say it's okay to be taken care of by others, right? And so another thing is like that being said, um, I am in the works of putting together a directory of mental health providers that are either going to be providing low-cost services or donating hours um, for short-term therapy during this time. Um, and this is going to be for providers, for medical providers, um, nurses, doctors, anyone that's in the front lines that are experiencing these symptoms, anxiety, depression, and they just don't have anybody to talk to. They need someone, maybe a professional to talk to. And that's going to be through uh, Mental Health 411. Um, I'm compiling different providers that are going to be um, donating, donating their time to provide mental health services. Uh, it's very important to reach out. And, and so that, that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you are putting this together because it's very important, especially unfortunately during this time. And um, I do want to encourage everyone who's listening to seek out help if you do have any of these kind of like symptoms of depression, anxiety, paranoia, or anything like that. Don't be afraid and reach out, um, talk to someone that you trust that can possibly help you find these kind of resources. Yes, definitely. I think um, that it's important to know that there's people, there's providers out there that are willing to help and provide um, these services. So, you know, again, if any, uh, we're compiling providers, but if any providers want to be on the list, uh, you can reach us through Mental Health 411 on Facebook, Mental Health 411 on Instagram. And we are in a rush of development of this site. Perfect. Perfect. And Nancy, can you, t I want to dig a little bit deeper in regards to yeah. like, um, what would you say, or I guess, what would be the best way to kind of deal with a traumatic situation, right? So let's say, um, hoping that this doesn't happen to anyone listening, but what if a loved one catches the virus? How do you handle that mentally? Right. I think, um, you know, this is a, a very, uh, difficult question because I think that not anyone can experience that firsthand unless someone goes through it, right? And so as a professional, I think that just following, knowing and helping the person understand that following the guidelines of medical doctors is key. 
right? So number one, um, and and I say this because uh, I talk to people every day, uh, and some people will say to me, I'm scared. You know, I have these symptoms, and I'm scared. I'm scared because I'm undocumented, or I'm scared because they're going to separate my children from me. I don't want to have my children tested. But here's the situation. This is the time for all of us to understand that our health is first and foremost the most important thing. Um, you only live your life once. Taking care of your children and taking care of yourself means at this moment in time, go to the medical doctor, get tested, and then go from there, following the guidelines of the medical doctor. That is key. Now, emotionally, emotionally, reach out to a mental health provider. A mental health provider is going to help that person understand not only how to cope with their emotions, but also how to help others in their family also cope with their emotions. Perfect. Keeping, yeah. keeping calm and keeping calm and staying present, right? Keeping calm and staying present is key. Yes. And, and just try to keep as calm as possible. Right. And like you said, being in the present moment, and I feel like I'm, I'm going to have to start practicing that. It sounds simple, but when you don't think about it or apply it to your life, like you can just be focused on what's going on in the news versus things that you should be focusing on. Like you said, whether it's a hobby or it's work or anything else, um, it's very important to be in your present moment. Now, um, are really, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. no, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna- no, I was just going to say that it really is. It really is. And I just want to say that not only to keep calm for yourself, but, all, you know, for others around you and your family, um, for parents, it's so important for parents to understand and to practice this right now because um, our children lead, they, they are led by us. And so they, they go by whatever it is that is in their environment. So saying that is, you know, if you spend most of your day watching TV and watching the news and hearing so much negativity, you are going to be anxious. You are going to be maybe depressed. And your children are going to be feeling the same way, the same way. So when children experience parents who are traumatized and parents who have depression, children will often also go through the same symptoms and emotions, right? And so it is so important that we take this time and we say to ourselves, wow, this is a time, this is quality time. You know, maybe you work a lot all the time. So take this moment, and I've been saying this to in, in other situations with other people where I say, take this moment to teach your child how to cook. Teach your child, learn from your child. There's so much to learn from our children that they're learning at school that we forgot about, you know? And so this is a moment for us to also learn and teach. Yes, that's really good. That's really good to be mindful of, um, whether it's your children or your siblings or, you know, a family member. It's always good to learn from them and teach them. And like you said, this is the moment to do that. Um, yes. Nancy, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? If any. Um, medical providers or nurses out there are looking for assistance, please reach out to Mental Health 411 through Instagram or Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram at Paloma Collins, and my website is palomacollins.com. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. And for anyone trying to find her accounts, um, I'll go ahead and place that on my Instagram. And um, again, you can find her on social media. And if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Thank you. And just one more thing that I really want to say is that although our physical bodies are restricted at home, please experience and allow your mind to be free and creative. And that's right. There's nothing like just being yourself and just going with it and be creative, whether it's painting, singing, dancing, podcast, start your podcast, right? If you want. (laughs) A lot. Yes. Allow yourself to be creative. There you guys have it. Stay calm, be in the present moment, teach your children, your siblings, your parents, something new, learn from them and just be indulged with things that you enjoy and give yourself a break from all the negativity that you're hearing on the news or listening to on the radio. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Nancy, for joining me today. And thank you all for listening. Hola, soy Dafne Wegebe y soy amante de las investigaciones de crimen real. Existe una pasión especial de seguir el paso a paso que los especialistas en la rama forense de la criminología siguen para resolver cada uno de los casos en los que trabajan. Si tú, como yo, eres una de las personas que encuentran fascinante escuchar este tipo de investigaciones, te invito a escuchar el podcast Trazos Criminales con la experta en perfilación criminal, Laura Quiñones Orquiza en tu plataforma de audio favorita.